business and bourbon. Today it is a first for business and bourbon. Who wants to start, Joy or Kelly? It's Texas all day in here. Okay, <laughs> we're from like, Texas, but we're not country. Is that okay. what you're implying? I'm is saying that? that like Kelly surprised the hell out of me. It must be the rosé. Have another drink. I apologize. <laughs> what drives you batty about your business partner? You do not know somebody until you've been in business with them. Figuring out what each partner brings to the table because it's not the same. Regardless of what size business you are you can take an incredible nugget from that. This is what I do well, and this is what you do well. You do more of this, I'll do more of that instead of trying to replicate the same person. It's not for the faint of heart at all. But love fixes everything. No. <laughs> no. Everybody says, don't go into business with your friends. Don't go into business with your family. And I totally disagree. Go into business with the right person. Right person. Right person. Right person. Right person. Welcome back to Business and Bourbon, where we have real talk with real people. I'm Ronnell Richards, the creator and your host. Well, guys, we've reached season three of our podcast. And thanks to your support, we were able to hit Apple's new and noteworthy and top 100 in our first two seasons. And I'm just so stoked and so appreciative of all of the amazing support that you guys gave us to get there. So with that said, the bar is set extremely high for season three. I can't give you guys crap. We got to come back even better. So for our first episode, I'm doing things that we've never done before in the Business and Bourbon platform. I invited two guests. Yeah, I invited two guests. Kelly and Joy join me at the bar to share their story, which is an amazing story filled with tons of emotions, good and bad. And it's something that you guys need to hear. If you're thinking about getting in business, um, you know, a lot of us typically, we get in business with friends and family. Why? Because we trust them. But their story and their experience, it's going to be an eye opener for you and prepare you in terms of what you should expect and how you can be successful in navigating partnerships with friends and family. So there's so much good stuff in this, guys. And I absolutely don't want to tell you too much here in the intro because the show is a banger, certainly worthy of being our season three opener. So with that said, it's time to go, ladies and gentlemen. I need you to grab your glass, grab your cup, grab your mug, whatever it is that you like to drink out of. Pour your very favorite beverage in there. I know for Kelly and Joy, it's a little bit of Tito's, but whatever you like to drink, pour it in there. Pull your chair up next to us. Sit down here at the bar with us and enjoy a little business and bourbon. Welcome back to Business and Bourbon, where we have real talk with real people. And it's a beautiful winter day here in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm at King and Duke. Again, you guys know where it goes down, King and Duke. Make sure you come in and let them know that Ronnell sent you. We've got a Business and Bourbon special back there. Well, we don't, but <laughs> if you keep saying, if you ask for it, we might get one. So I'm going to tell you guys, ask for the Business and Bourbon special. Today is a very special day. It is a first for Business and Bourbon. First, because we talk a lot about business partnerships. Not a lot, but it's been a topic of conversation. And we've had some folks on before that have business partners, very successful, and some that haven't been. Well, Today, I wanted to invite some very close personal friends of mine that are business partners and way more than that and have a great story. And yeah, so we're going to have some fun. And because they're coming in here looking so classy, I've actually opted to go classy with my drink today. But before I tell you guys what I'm drinking, let me introduce Kelly and Joy. Hey, ladies. Hi. Get closer Hi. to the mic. Hi. Yeah, there we go. Thank you guys so much for agreeing to come out here and be part of the show. Before we kind of get into your story, you guys are looking so classy today. So because of that, I've chosen a classy drink. I am drinking martini because I wanted to be like James Bond. We're proud. Yes. You're what? We're proud of you. Thank that. you so much. And what do you guys, what are you ladies drinking? We are having sparkling rosé. So, eh, both of you sparkling. Okay, let's clink it up. Oh, my God. That's the best clink we've ever had on the show. Classy. All right. So let me take my sip. 
Okay. I'm not oh, much it? of a martini guy. I'm just going to say like gin you and did it with You did it with gin. Yes. You need to do it with vodka. Well, that, you know you what? You should have asked right. the experts. Well, well I went for, yes. I let the bartender tell me what to do. So I just said, because you know, they don't ever mess up here. They always make delicious drinks. So I just said, make me what you want to make me. And you got to power through it. I'm powering through it. All right. So, hey, welcome. I'm so Thank stoked you. to have you guys. So before we get into this, I want you guys to tell the audience a little bit about who you are, a little bit about your business. Who wants to start? Joy or Kelly? Who's going? You're better at the mic right here. <laughs> oh, that was such a cop Okay, out. we're going Kelly first. <laughs> hey, Kelly. Hi. Well, like you said, I'm Kelly. This is Joy. We own a consulting firm. We do legal technology consulting, mm -hmm. primarily on Salesforce platform applications. Salesforce platform applications. What do you have to add to that, Joy? A lot of implementations. <laughs> yes, related to Salesforce. We do everything in between. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Is awesome. That and that's fun. But I want to get to the nitty gritty. Right. I want to Nobody talk about to your about business. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get there, you know, I always like to ask a couple of fun questions to get to know who you guys are, who the guests are before we have our conversation and sit down. And Joy, I got to be honest with you. All the listeners know that I'm a hip hop guy. I'm a hip hop kid. And I asked Joy uh, and Kelly, I said, hey, who's your favorite hip hop artist or musician in general? And first of all, Kelly surprised the hell out of me. <laughs> she surprised. We didn't tell each other, so Kelly, I can't tell wait to hear this. what was yours? NWA. Yes, NWA. Easy E. All right. And Joy, you are. You had nothing for me. This went through three iterations. Uh huh. I started filling out the questions a month and a half ago. And I narrowed it down to two. Oh, my God. And then I lost that one. Yes. And then I started again. And then I was just like, I can't choose one. And that's so ridiculous to put more than one because it's asked for one. Mm -hmm. I was trying to finish the questionnaire and we had other stuff to do. And I was like, I can't answer the question. I can't. And then I was having nightmares about it for the past two days because I was oh like, I should God. have said, <laughs> I can't just pick one. So because you it made it sound like I didn't like hip hop. Yes, we are easy e yeah, all the I way. Wrote easy. down the <laughs> lyrics in sixth nice. grade. We're nineties white chicks, whatever. Yes. But we still, yeah. <laughs> Which is exactly what I put, didn't I? Run out. Yes, I said she did nineties. What can I say? I grew up in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. There's I just too many. I'll just say Luda right now because we're in Atlanta. Yeah, A Town, love it. It doesn't have to be hip hop. I'm a hip hop guy, but just in general, the when you because you guys are from Texas, bit, right? So. You know, is there we're some from like, Texas, but we're not country. Is that okay. what you're implying? I'm Is saying that? that like Texas yeah. has its own like it music scene. The Austin scene yeah. is very unique. That's true. And yeah. Well, as a Texas girl, graduated from University of Texas UT. in lovely Austin, where you just shout out. mentioned. Shout out. Exactly. So I've been known to go to some Lyle Lovett concerts. And, there you know, go. like we have a huge variety of musical interests when we play our iTunes at night. It's pretty, it's pretty comical, I tend, actually. I tend to say I vacillate between Metallica and Lauren Daigle. Yeah. That, that is, sum that sums Metallica. it up right there. Okay, guys. So, if, so you have the visual here. I'm going to paint a picture for you. Joy, if you were to describe yourself, what you look like, what do you look like for the, our listening audience? Most people tell me a librarian, <laughs> a librarian. with better hair. And, and how tall are you? Five, two. That's why the Metallica thing. On a good thing. day. On a why? Good day. That's why the Metallica thing is so awesome. anger inside of me. So, guys, know. I want you guys to visualize this five foot two librarian with better hair right out to I some Metallica. Metallica. Okay, so do I, by the way. So yes. Good. Working out or just in general, if I just, if I'm driving and I just want to feel yeah. a little bit, yeah. get that anger out. Get I just, that aggression oh. out. It doesn't even feel like bad anger, though. It's That's better true. than when she throws something at me. I'd much rather the Metallica. Uh oh, here we go. Now, <laughs> now we were going to get into this, guys. I have a really good aim. We we're going to get into this, but all right, Kelly's ready to go. <laughs> so, this is a first here for our audience and having partners in business. But you guys are much more than that, which is what is really confounding <laughs> and makes me wonder why you guys aren't fighting right here, right now, too. Because you guys, your relationship goes 
way back before just the business. Let's talk about that. How long have you guys known each other? Uh, well, let's just say since the sixth grade. Wow. That's, that's better. Plus. Yeah. So, you wow. know, do the math. We hate to date ourselves, yeah. but yes. Oh, Joy just did. Over 30 years. Thanks, 100% Joy. 100% dated you. Uh-huh. She did. I know. <laughs> I know. No, everyone's doing the math right Thank now. God, this you is said sixth grade. Yeah. And, <laughs> and she said <laughs> Way 30 to go. Plus, so like, I should have elbowed her. Like, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, since we were 12. All right. Well, the thing is, you guys look both look 25, so it's all good. Like, so it's, like it's all about years. how we look and Thank feel. Thank you. Yeah. So modify that to, you know, 10 years. It's cool. It's cool. So you guys um, were childhood friends. Did both of you have any aspirations for entrepreneurship as kids? Not that I recall. Later, young adult, but yeah. not middle school, high school. No. So it wasn't something when you guys were kids, you're like, you know what? It would be awesome if we no. were... No, I wanted together. to be a doctor. And all we ever talked about was when braces, we were going to get our braces. Period. What boys. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. And now Business we're authentic. I didn't say Sorry, the F word. I said the P word. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good here. It's all gay. That's what girls talk about when they're in sixth grade. Yeah, at 12, at 12 years old, it's kind of going to come up. Yeah. yeah. So let's fast forward. So you guys were childhood friends since uh, sixth grade. So it's been 13 years now, roughly, right, right. give or yeah. take. Good, good math. And, like um, 12, 14, whatever. Talk to me about how the business started. And then we're going to evolve into, I want to have the audience hear how you guys came together as a partnership. And then we'll talk about what that's been like. Sure. Um, I've been doing legal technology in one form or another for over 20 years. It just sort of was an accidental thing I fell into after college and never really stopped. Um, And so finally, towards the end of about the fall of 2017, I decided I'm going to do this on my own. You know, the company I worked for had been acquired and they just really weren't focused on our division as much as I'd like them to be. And I thought, you know, I could do this. So... I talked a lot with Joy, actually, because, you know, you go to your friends and you're you're scared. You know, you're thinking, can I do this? Is it worth it? And she was doing court reporting at the time and had her own business and encouraged me and said, yeah, you know, go for it. So I did. And not long after, she actually, you know, had her own personal reasons for wanting to move out of the, the hometown where we grew up and had moved here to Atlanta. And so she's in a legal kind of market you know, with court reporting and I'm doing legal technology consulting that I've always done and just started my company. She had her company still. And we were just happy to be living in the same city again after many, many, many years. We haven't lived in the same city since college. That's kind of what we were doing right before we kind of came together as partners. Did you have any experience as an entrepreneur prior to, or did you come from an entrepreneurial household or any entrepreneurial influences in your life? No. I was raised by uh, mostly by a single mom. Mm -hmm. So she always had a really good corporate job, you know, and kept everything in order in the house. And I don't know where that came from. I I think I'm kind of a control freak. Yeah. So I think a little bit uh, and a little ambitious. Yeah. Yeah. Driven. Shout out to single moms out there. Shout out to single moms and single dads out there holding it down. And we Uh, actually she was completely a single mom. And I was a single mom for several years. So amen to that. Thank you. This episode of Business and Bourbon is brought to you by BombBomb.com, rehumanizing communication. I've personally used BombBomb on a daily basis and have sent nearly 5,000 videos to connections and business partners. It's a way to really create a personal relationship while still leveraging technology and being efficient. BombBomb has offered a special offer to listeners of this program. Through the BombBomb.com forward slash business and bourbon link, you can get a 14-day trial, and once you sign up, you'll get a lavalier mic as well. But it has to be through the bombbomb.com forward slash business and bourbon site. So, again, that is bombbomb, B-O-M-B, B-O-M-B.com forward slash business and bourbon. Now enjoy the show. Okay, so you got into business because... You were working at a company and then decided, hey, I can do this thing on my own. 
let me go ahead and do it. And that's how, that was the start of Carson Winfield, right? That was the start of Carson Winfield. Joy, let's talk to you. Let's talk about your journey a little bit, okay? So let's talk about your entrepreneurial experience prior to what that's been like, and then how we got to Carson Whitfield. Tell me about your life. In Dallas. Everything. We want to know it all. <laughs> In Dallas, Texas, I definitely um, was doing core reporting, decided I was going to go on my own. That was the only way you could really be successful. I don't consider that entrepreneurship. It was just the way it went down. But I knew I wanted more. I knew I had ideas. I knew I didn't like somebody else having a thumb on me to say, this is what you can earn and this is blah, blah, blah. So I think that's where she and I definitely resonated when we talked about ideas. Yeah. So moving here, I didn't really have this plan to join Carson Whitfield. I didn't even know she was going out on her own. I think she pretty much decided within a month of me moving here. And we had a long drive to Texas and back to visit a client of hers. And I drove, I think, because I had to pick up my cat or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's a long story. But we had a lot of time to talk about what is this business? Yeah. What, what do we want to do? And hey, why not do this together? We've always talked about doing something together. And let's give it three months. Let's just see if you like it. I had not heard of Salesforce. It's not in IT. I did have to do some technology stuff in court reporting. And I knew I liked it and was interested, but, you know, I didn't know if I would even have a clue how to, I mean, that can lead us into a lot of other conversations, but that was the beginning. I was like, let's go for it. So going into it, what were you guys kind of recognizing as synergies beyond the, hey, we're friends and, right. you know, we've got this love for each other. What were kind of the synergies? I definitely know that, and this seems irrelevant, but it still is because if you read into it, when I'd come visit her I can't recall when she would visit me, but I know for sure when I was here in Atlanta visiting her, we would be up till 3 a.m. working. We had this desire to find that success. Yeah. So we may not have expressed it, but we just knew it. I think, too, for me, it was trust. You know, it's hard to trust somebody to not just work with you and then steal all your clients and go do their own thing, you know? And so trust was a big part of it. And just the legal, you know, there was legal crossover, somebody that understands what lawyers are talking about and what legal operations staff are talking about and what it is that they're interested in. She definitely understood all of that as well. So we had a lot of synergy there. I think that's powerful, guys. I think that a lot of people that go into business with friends and family, they go into it or hire friends or family. It comes down to like trust. It's because, okay, that person, we've got this personal relationship. But where I see it often go awry is they don't have the same sort of work ethic, right? And that person, that friend, that family member doesn't work necessarily as hard as the other one. Or if it's an employee or employer sort of situation, this is just what I've seen more times than not. They don't work as hard as people would think they would, right? And then same thing with partnerships with friends and family. So I think that's so critical that you guys recognize and that that is what part of the bedrock and that, hey, look, we both have this tremendous work ethic. Let's find a way to make this thing work and play off of our strengths. Yeah. And I think, too, you know, this is going to sound um, kind of, uh, I don't know, selfish, but, you know, <laughs> we both understood being self-employed you know, working an hour for a dollar. And just that kind of structure was very comforting to me because I knew I needed the help. I knew I needed somebody by my side who could walk this journey with me and help me grow. And I didn't want somebody who needed a salary and a 40-hour, nine-to-five kind of job. So let's establish we love each other, right? There's, Amen. there's love here, right? I love you, Kelly. Okay. You're so special to so, me, Joy. <laughs> real talk. Like sisters, okay? More than just friends, like sisters. We, we, we're in business together. What drives you batty about your business partner? Go first. Oh, she wants me to go first so she can think of more ammo. <laughs> Two things drive me batty about this yeah. lovely lady next to me. One is her... <laughs> time management. And the other is she overpacks. Joy, what you got? <laughs> I will take that and raise you. Um, raise you. <laughs> now we're playing poker, 
I literally wasn't uh, prepared for this. That's but the, I think about it all the time. Right think about it all the time. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's it was a letting go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we inability to let go. Correct. Or not even understanding that you needed to let go. Yeah. Now we're really working on that. But that was our biggest block, bottleneck, whatever. I am an optimistic person. I don't like to focus on these things because there's issues that we've definitely had. What was the question? <laughs> what drives you batty about? Batty Kelly. about her. Yeah. Yeah. That she gripes about my time management and my packing. Like I griped at her this morning. I was like, oh my God, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Like, why does it matter? Seth, why do you care? What the heck? Like. She got out of the car. We're going on a weekend excursion. She gets out of the car at my house. I have a pretty big car. It's loaded up with printers and things that we need for our, our business retreat. And she gets out for one weekend. She's got a huge suitcase <laughs> plus a weekender bag and plus like two or three other little bags. And she was like, oh, fuck you. I'm so tired of hearing Because I was like, what the hell? So, yeah, we... This we is, gripe. This is what it is. And I'm not making excuses because I, oh, but it sounds like I'm like bougie. Like yeah. I need five pairs of shoes. Yeah. I don't, I literally don't want to spend time packing. Yeah. So I just, so you just pack everything, throw everything in there. Yeah. And you know what? I didn't have a weight limit. I wasn't going to the airport. So I was like, who cares? Yeah. So the question that I have for you guys is how hard is that? How hard has it been to receive maybe constructive coaching from your best friend? Right. Like you guys are, again, beyond peers. Right. Like to have that, to get that sort of thing. I think with some people where there's a hierarchy, like, you know, employee, employer, it's a little bit easier to receive that. How hard is it to receive that and to not take it personal? This is Joy. I think that it actually has helped us because we've talked about it a few different times. I can have her tell me what's wrong with me and accept it because she really knows me. I think that if I was a partner with somebody I'd known for maybe a year and they're trying to school me on who I am or what I need, I'd be like, hey, you don't really know me that well. Mm -hmm. So in our instance, I think it worked for us. We trust each other. We know each other. We know each other's hearts. Oh, I love that. And we communicate. We really communicate. And we look at it like a marriage that... If, if we want this to last, we can't hide it, it things. It is a marriage. It let's, is a marriage. Let's be clear. Yeah. It's a, a professional marriage. I love it. Yeah. And we, I would just add, we agreed early on that we were going to check all that at the door, you know, and that we were going to have to have some hard conversations where we leave friendship and love, you know, still there, but we kind of put it over here in the corner and we have to talk business, you know, and things were going to be tough. There's a little bit of an experience disparity in this specific area and so we've had both have had to be humble and brutally honest. And I think our friendship actually is a big help for that, you know, because we do. We know each other's hearts. It's a so, good way to put it. So do you guys feel like the business has impacted your friendship, hurt your friendship, made your friendship better, whatever? Are you guys the same type of friends today that you were prior to getting in business together? I think that we really thought we knew each other. You do not know somebody until you've been in business with them. Now, granted, you might be in business with somebody and not know them as well as a best friend, but we have both. But there were definitely times where you're like, I didn't know that about you. I didn't know that about you. And I think, as she said, the trust. She trusted me in personal areas. Yes, personal always comes in, bleeds in, but this is business. You don't trust me in business, so we got to work this out. But it's still dot, dot, dot. I love that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's an evolution. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's an evolution that we both value. And I do think it makes us stronger. But she's right. There's a whole facet of friendship that's brand new. It's the way that we operate in a business environment. I never worked with her. We never had a waitressing job even, you know, at the same. Yeah, we did. We <laughs> We totally worked at Coppell Pizza. At where? Coppell Pizza. Right. And we Did both worked Paco's at the pizza? yogurt. Coppell is where Coppell's. we grew up. Coppell, Texas. Oh, my. Oh, that's how you say it? Coppell. I thought it was like Coppell. Nope. Okay, now I know. And I can't believe it's yogurt. I can't believe it's yogurt. Yes. 
So, guys, in case you didn't know, didn't pick this up, it's Texas all day in here. Okay, <laughs> Texas. I, I know Kelly mentioned UT, but it's Texas Proud. all day. And you, no, I don't think you, either one of you have much of an accent. Um, but you both definitely look Texas. Like if you guys were to, you know, if for those of you that aren't watching it over video, like blonde hair, Texas. Like you think Texas, you guys are Texas. Texas That's girls. A compliment. Proud of it. It is a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Okay. So back to you guys. <laughs> First of all, thank you for sharing. This is what this is about, Mrs. Burton, because a lot of our audience out there that are potentially going to be in this situation or they are in this situation, because when we think about going into business, that's where we start. We start with our trusted friends and family, right? Because we can trust them, right? So, what I'm hearing from you guys is that once you go into business, you're seeing a whole different side of each other and you have to adjust and evolve, right? I mean, the first year we didn't have to do much of it. It was just like a honeymoon and we were so happy and fun and, oh my gosh, we get to do this together, making money. The beginning of the second year where things got real, you know. Why? I think it's the evolution of a business. You know, the first year, luckily for us, it wasn't a startup. She had experience. She had a reputation. I came in, you know, we're not 25, just a little bit older. But, 27. You know, yeah, we've got a little bit of experience. So we had a great first year. It wasn't your typical first business year. Yeah. Where I think the beginning of the second year was leading into, we need to grow. We yeah. need to be sustainable. And to do that, we got to make some changes. And to make some changes, we got to really break this down and... And that can be real talk about who are you and who am I and what do I bring to the table? And, and that's great. But do we need to bring somebody else to the table and mm -hmm. so on and so forth? So that's where it continued. Yeah, I think role division became more of an issue. Let's just be clear. We're just finishing our second year. So we're talking about 2019. Is you, what, and what you guys are about. kicking ass, by the way. <laughs> kicking ass, really. Like most businesses at that same mark are way behind you guys. You guys are having tremendous success. I have a little more insight than most people. You guys are having tremendous success. So congrats on that. But. Thank you. It's kind of like uh, you have one child and you don't know very many other children. And then your child goes to kindergarten and the teachers are like, your child's a little odd. <laughs> and you're like, oh, really? Because it's the only thing I know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't, you know... I never had a business before. And so I didn't know what I didn't know. So that's nice to get your perspective. But yes, we feel very fortunate. But I think too, managing that growth, it's one thing to just feed your own mouth and family, maybe one other person's mouth and family, but to start to position to grow and just to get more business than you know what to do with. Yeah. And realize, oh no, we've got to do something so that we can scale. That's where the real came in for sure. And realizing... You can't make everybody happy all the time. Clients, partners, vendors, yes. you know, things like that. So those were real tough lessons for us this year. So my next question for you guys is, we've already kind of acknowledged that partnerships in business are, are kind of like a marriage, right? Mm -hmm. right. Would you guys agree? There, there's some yes. similarities. We've all been married here, yes. right? Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. What's the number one thing that breaks up marriages? Money. Yeah. It's like number one with a bullet, finances, right? How has that impacted you guys, the money part? Because again, we're sharing here because we know that there are a lot of people that are listening that are going to go through things that you guys have already gone through. So how did the money part, has that impacted your relationship, impacted you as business partners, impacted you as friends? I feel like I can compartmentalize what money is and isn't. Um, that's another side of our friendship that we had never really explored. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So to me, it has not. It doesn't mean that we don't question it or wonder, but I respect the fact that she has more experience than me. She brings a lot of our clients from her reputation. So I'm not going to try to take something that's not mine. And I'm going to work hard. And yes, we have to have those real talks. And sometimes I had to force her to say, let's sit down and talk about this again when she was like, no, it's fine. You know, and we are realizing how our communication works as a marriage would do the same. 
we think we're communicating what we're saying that is in our head, but we just had a like an epiphany in the past week from the first argument we ever had like a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And finally, I guess I phrased the debate right. And you were like, oh, now I understand what you're like. And it wasn't a real big issue, but it was more of learning how to understand what she needs and what I need and why. Yeah. Because we assume, oh, well, it's because you want to make more money. Oh, because you want this. But again, we go back to friendship. I know her well enough to know. Like, I'm not going to be best friends or close friends with someone that wants to take advantage of me or is money hungry, materialistic, all of the things in between. Like, no. And I didn't choose her as a friend and keep her as a friend because she's money hungry and all that. Like, yeah. so even if she seems money hungry, quote unquote, by something she's doing or whatever, at the end of the day, I'm like, mm, I'm going to pick my battle on this one, let it go. And it just works it out. Or we talk about it and everything just falls in line. We allow it to just be what it is. And I think it works. I mean, hey, I just did some numbers yesterday and we do need to talk again. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, we're going to talk about it and we're going to be fair. I love that. Great answer. And I appreciate that. Along the same lines, and Kelly, I want you to answer this one. Like, much like a marriage, how finances break up marriage and, you know, it's number one leading cause of divorce the evolution of you guys' relationship and that now your finances are tied to each other, right? Your finances, much like a marriage, that's why we talk about marriage, because your finances are tied to the work that each of you do in the business. Just coming to that realization, how have you been able to process that? How has that been something that's been difficult for you? Yeah, it has. Just suffice it to say, we've had very different financial experiences for one reason or another, and we have different financial needs right now, even. And when I started Carson Whitfield, I didn't do it contemplating a partnership at all. So I've had to learn. I mean, you know, I have all kinds of questions about how do you even develop a partnership and how do you compensate partners? And those have all been learning experiences for me, for sure. I think figuring out what each partner brings to the table because it's not the same. And if it was the same, I don't think it would work as well. But that's been a huge lesson for us, you know, is I started off honestly thinking, okay, she's going to bill as much as I do hourly wise, do as much work as I do on billable work, as well as, you know, sell and bring in customers because she's in law and she knows a bunch of law firms and, you know, legal people. And so this is going to be great we both have had to evaluate what our strengths are as individuals and where we're different and what she can add that I don't even like doing or am not good at doing and vice versa. And so we very recently have really settled on how to leverage the strengths that we both have and still make individual contributions that we both find are fair because they're both very valuable. They're all necessary you know, yeah. so how do we divide this up and really push the business forward in a fair way and both feel like we're getting the benefit of that effort as well? I think that's tremendous. And that's something that regardless of what size business you are, you can take an incredible nugget from that. Hey, business and bourbon listeners. I just want to take a brief moment to thank you for listening to our program. You know, we're fortunate to have a lot of great, great entrepreneurs on our program and on our live event. And I want to give you more access to those people for advice, for direction, and just to network with. So we've created a forum on our website, businessandbourbon.live. Again, businessandbourbon.live. Go ahead and log in there as a member. It's totally free, and it gives you access to all of our great entrepreneurs that you hear in the program and that are on our panels at our live events. So make sure you go to businessandbourbon.live, register for a free account, and you get access to all those great people in addition to some real cool content that we're going to be putting out exclusively just for you. Again, thanks for being a listener. Enjoy the rest of the show. What I see a lot in my work out there with different companies is that a lot of companies take your employees and they are kind of just given a ton of different tasks and some of them they're good at and a lot of them they're shitty at. Most of them, they're tip it's typically like 30% of the stuff they're good at and then 70% they're shitty at. So, you know, instead of saying, hey, look, you're great at this 30%, you do that 30% 100% of the time, we try to manage the 
in there and keep having people do a shitty job at the 70%. So I think that is tremendous advice from you guys and tremendous growth that you guys have kind of identified. Hey, look, this is what I do well, and this is what you do well. You do more of this. I'll do more of that instead of trying to replicate the same person, which Mm -hmm. I think you guys would probably agree is like impossible for like joy can't be Kelly and Kelly can't be joy. Well, I remember early on when I met you, that was one of our first conversations. I said, well, I'm really trying to duplicate myself. You know, I feel like I need more Kelly's to grow. And you said, stop trying to do that. You know, you can't, you can't do that. It's just not, that's not where your focus should be. And so I learned a lot, even just from our very first conversation with you. Um, I had another point and I totally forgot it. It must be the rosé. I apologize. <laughs> it was brilliant. I'm sure. Let's It'll just come go back with to that. You with another drink. drink, please, sir. Drink, I am please. a little, <laughs> I am getting low. We call that Barnes. Can Barnes, call- it's our fictitious butler, Barnes. So Barnes. we debated, we named him appropriately. Yeah. And uh, his name is Barnes. I love we it. We wish he existed. What does he serve? Well, well first of all, what we'll do you guys say, drink with drinks? Well, right now we drink a lot of, well, <laughs> that, that sounded bad. Uh, right now our favorite drink is vodka with tea. Vodka tea. I looked for a name for that. I yeah. don't, there's a debate, but not with lemonade. I don't, not that. We also love dirty martinis. Vodka, uh, vodka martinis, with vodka which martinis. is where you went wrong yeah. today. Do we both agree? Tito's. Tito's. And, why, and why Tito's? Texas vodka exactly. and gluten-free. And gluten-free. <laughs> oh, my God. Shameless right. plug, shameless plug. But Tito's, call us. Barnes, so, is, also, listen, Barnes is also a way for she and I to be each other's bitch yeah. uh-huh. without being a bitch. Like Barnes, like Barnes get me a drink. Get me a drink, please, because Barnes is off-duty. So Barnes, uh, yeah. yeah. I love it. We have an odd sense of humor. So, hey, you made a great point there with Tito's. Listen, Tito's, you've been shouted out a bunch of times on this show. You need to pay us. Pay up, Tito's. (laughs) Y'all got the Texas connection. Texas grad here. Let's go holler at Tito's. We're going to be in San Antonio in like a week and a half. Is there a Tito? Is there really a Tito? Is that just a name? I don't know. That's the name of our next butler. Ah. (laughs) I've looked it up and I can't remember. Tito. Tito, serve me another Tito's. I'm empty. Uh, I like it. No, but real talk. Is Tito for real? You guys are from Texas. Should, you should know. We should for those of you that don't know, it. Tito's, I don't know where the hell you are, I first of all. Know. Tito's is huge. It's like Tito's vodka. And anyway, they came out of nowhere to be like huge overnight. Because yeah. it's good. All right. Yeah. So Joy breaks Joy's, out her phone. Joy's pulling She's up like, the Google. <laughs> Joy, that's bad radio. So <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It's okay. I'll try to. Look at it. I'll try to keep her focused, Ronnell. I'm sorry. So, ladies, we are into this thing a couple of years right now. And again, you guys have had some great success, not without tremendous challenges and continue to face challenges. But there's someone that's just getting into this thing. If we were to go back, right, we're to go back when we started this thing, when we're on our drive to Texas and uh, we're saying, you know what, it would be cool. You're smart. I'm smart. Um, and we have good intentions. By the way, I don't want that to get missed. I don't want that to get missed. The fact that when we're in partnerships, when we're in business, whatever it is, if we have people around us that have good intentions, meaning that their intent is pure, that's what we want. We can, all the other mistakes we can make, we can get past that. But if the intent is there, we can get over that and we can learn and we can grow. So we're on that drive, we're going to Texas, and we're like, oh, I'm awesome. You're awesome. I love you. I love you. Okay, let's get into business. What advice? We're hopping in the time machine. We're in the DeLorean with Marty McFly. <laughs> we go back and we say, ah, stop. This is what you need to know. What do you tell yourself about, hey, we're about to embark upon this. This is what you should do. This is what you should think. This is how you should act. Whatever. What is that one nugget, that one piece of advice that you would have told yourself? This might be too specific than what you're asking, um, but is for it us, it's very honest. Then that's what we in need. our situation. We had the great intent, right? But like we've mentioned, the experience was different. You know, she didn't have any of the technical side, and I thought that's cool. I can teach you that because we have this trust, and we have intent, and we have you know ethic, and we have the same work um, values and things like that. And I really underestimated what it would take out of me and out of our focus on the business mm. to teach her from the ground up. And I thought 
And I knew I wasn't a good teacher. I've told you many times I'm a terrible teacher. I don't enjoy it. I marvel at the amazing teachers that my children have because Mm -hmm. I don't know how they do it. You know, I'm just, I'm not naturally a teacher like that. And she's great at it. She's very nurturing. And um, knowing that, you know, that was really hard and frustrating. Well, why don't you get it? You know, and I wouldn't even say that, but she knows, you know, like, and she'd say, well, why do you do it that way? And I'd be like, I don't know, because I just do. Because I just, <laughs> yeah. Why do you know that? Because I just know it. I mean, when you've done something as long as I have, and, and I'm sure she would feel the same way about court reporting. And, but to know how to take that out of your brain. And I had amazing teachers. That's how I got here. You know, they were amazing mentors. But how to regurgitate that and do that for someone else was way bigger than I thought it would be. Yeah. So if you're talking to Kelly, you say, Kelly, you're about to do this. Here's what you need to do. or Here's how you need to think about when you go into this. Because we understand what the challenge, now we understand what the challenge is. So it's not about, hey, we're not doing this. It's about, okay, you're going to do this, Kelly. So here's what you need to be thinking about. Here's how you need to act. Here's how you need to approach it. I think know what your weakness is in that in an area that you're venturing into. So I knew I was going to have to train her. I should have recognized, I know I'm not a good trainer. I need a plan. I need a better plan than just, hey, this sounds cool on a drive to Texas. And we don't regret it. I mean, it was an ama- it, it has been, and I'm, we're so glad we made that, that decision. But looking back, you know, realize, okay, this is going to be bigger and we're going to have to have a plan on how to bring her along more than just tomorrow or three months, you know. And I think... Um, but love fixes everything. No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. So, much like a marriage. Right. right, guys? Like, hey, look, we're in the honeymoon. Oh, everything's great. You're, you're better beautiful. better have my money. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. It's yeah. great. All right. I love it. Um, great feedback and great advice, I think, to tell your former self. Now, jo- oh, oh I'm, that. I'm so sorry to interrupt your train of thought, but this I, is I your just show. remembered another one. <laughs> Well, as much as that sounds amazing, I no, thank you. Um, I'll let you lead. The roles, you know, really give some early thought yeah. to what each other's strengths are, mm-hmm. not just your weaknesses, because we're just now, after two and a, two, two plus years, going, oh, like we said earlier, you know, this is what you're good at and this is what I'm good That didn't come out of the gate, mm-hmm. you know? We're just like, you're cool, I'm cool, this is going to be cool. And now, so it would have been nice if early on we'd have recognized, okay, you're probably, because like I said, you know, I just thought I was going to groom another Kelly and those expectations aren't fair mm-hmm. on anyone, much mm-hmm. less your best friend. And so doing a little more thought on you're going to play this part and I'm going to play that part. And we think, you know, we think that's how it's going to shake out. That would probably have helped us save some headache. All right, Joy. Joy, you're next to me. We got Doc. We got Marty McFly. We're driving. We hit 73 gig. What is it? Gigawatts. <laughs> 73 we got it. All right. gigawatts. Gigawatts. Giga, whatever. We went back. Ah, okay. Gigabytes. Joy, what do you tell yourself? I can't come up with anything different than that because I tend to try to not look back and, and regret. We are happy. We have asked ourselves that question orally and mentally uh, on our own. So it's hard to go back and regret. So, or, so it's not so much regret as it's what it is, is this show and what we're about right. is we're about the audience. Need, so we want to help. Prodding. We want to help Joy that's watching this right and listening to this right now. What you got for Joy? Well, and I, it goes back to what you said. Luckily, I had been in a situation where I didn't have a nine to five, you know, perfect salary, whatever. If you're Joy with that, you need to have a very specific plan of like part time with Carson Whitfield and part time with your ex gig. It's not going to work. Yeah. I was willing to come into this. You know, I've spent the night at her house, which is where our office is at, more than I have at my own because that's my commitment. And it has not made it easy for me. My emotional and mental and all that has been hard. But because she's my friend, I guess it's like you talk about it. But it's not for the faint of heart at all. I'm not crying because it's sad. It, it, it's, just... it is tough as shit for both of us. I mean, she's had to do a lot of growth. And, you know, to have somebody come in that doesn't know your business to tell you what to do. And I would just say that if you're in, you can make it work. 
if you care. Mm -hmm. But if you have a regular nine to five, yeah, think twice about how you approach it. But the roles were, I think, the hardest. I think the first year we glided through because I was kind of Kelly, but she was, we just didn't have a ton of clients. So we could make that work. But the next year when we had more, we couldn't both be Kelly. And then that's when I started to struggle because I was like, I really want to be Kelly because that's what I'm supposed to do. And that's when Ronnell came in and said, hey, no, this isn't how it really is going to work. And we're defining it. And I'm still worried that can I really fill this role and know what it is? But we're still getting there. We're communicating. So it's the roles that I think are the most important. The money will come, the, you know, the schedules whatever it's the communicating and the roles i want to thank you guys for being so honest and that emotion that you just so joy this is this is real this is what people need to know this is important this is important and what you're doing today on this program is important because there's someone that is watching that will be touched by this and you will affect their life and i do not want you guys to miss the importance of that and that that will happen trust me trust and believe thank you for sharing that and don't apologize for your emotion she's over she's <laughs> joy shedding a couple of tears but i don't want to apologize for that at all because you are again you guys are making impact today and that's what we're about that's what this program is all about it's about sharing these experiences helping people through our shared experience so i thank you guys for that anything else that you want to share Kelly looks like well, I just wanted to I just wanted to say that that's exactly what she's done for me. You know, she's affected my life everywhere from 6th grade to now in ways that only a very special person in your life can. Yeah. And that's who she is, you know, and that's what I love about her so much. That's why she's my best friend. So I hope and I wouldn't be surprised for a second, if somebody else is affected by that emotion and the things that she has to say and the humility that she's shown during this journey so far, that's another thing that I feel like is something you need to be prepared for if you're going to embark on this. She has had to be ridiculously humble about taking instruction from your friend and learning things. And it's impressive. It really is. I think what I'm hearing from you guys is that businesses come and go. They do. Okay. So like nothing we've seen major corporations go under, you know, what seemingly overnight. Right. But relationships, that is what it's about at the end of the day and investing in relationships with good people. And, and so my one piece of advice is that for people that are out there that are getting in the partnerships, don't lose sight of that. Don't lose sight of, that person has your back. That person is your sister. That person is your brother. That person, there's love there. And if anything is going to come in between that, you guys should probably not do it. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you guys think about that? I agree. I mean, everybody says, don't go into business with your friends. Don't go into business with your family. And I totally, well, disagree. I mean, go into business with the right person. And if they're a friend or a family member, that's okay. The right person. You know, yeah. just it needs to be the right person. But just going with your eyes open. And with understand. your eyes open. Yeah. Be humble. Be brutally honest. Be vulnerable. And be and willing exposed, to receive, right? And be willing to receive things and expect those things of your partner. Yeah. And it doesn't make it easy. It makes it harder. But you learn so much. What you get out of that is so much better. You know, the things that I've had to learn about myself from her being a mirror to who I am has been huge, you know, in all parts of my life that I can apply. So, I mean, I was just thinking of, I'm sure there's instances where people become partners because it's a, it's a short term. It's about money. There's strategic reasons, but if you're going to go into something that is taking over your life, I mean, I'm sure all of us know someone or have been, even a career you choose, you know, you don't want to work for somebody, even if it was at Starbucks, you know, you don't want your manager to be a true asshole. Like you want to get out of there as soon as possible. You're looking for another job. So if you're going to go into partnership with somebody like, no, they don't have to be your best friend. No, they don't have to be, would I marry this person? But you have to really know their character and you, you just can't compromise that because eventually you're going to get divorced. 
you're going to break that marriage up. You're going to break the partnership up. And that's where also I think lack of communication and honesty when you don't really love that person or care about them or respect them. All the same things in marriage, yes. Much easier to lie to someone that you don't respect. Yes. 100. <laughs> Listen, you guys were awesome. And this was an amazing podcast. A lot of people are going to be helped by. Where can people find you? The best place is www.carsonwhitfield.com. And that's Whitfield, W-H-I-T-F-I-E-L-D. There's no E in the middle. Carson Whitfield. <laughs> Got it. Carson with a C. And we're also on LinkedIn. I don't know it offhand, do you? That's terrible. But, you know, working on that. <laughs> we're going to do more. We're going to work on that. Ron L. Richards. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your truth. Thank you so much for, for sharing your life with the audience. And we're going to do something else for the first time. This is a show of first. Like, I'm so full of emotion here. We're group hugging, guys. We're going to do a group hug. That's our, okay, group hug, group hug. Group hug. Group I'm going to wipe my tears on your shirt. All right. Now, every show, we end saying one thing. We say we're out, right? We're going to do this as a team. Three people, first, another first. On three, y'all ready? Yep, y'all ready to go? Yeah, we're ready. Okay, one, two, three. We out. Thank you for listening to the Business and Bourbon Podcast. Please subscribe. And if you like us, give us a five-star rating. If you don't, uh, have another drink. Maybe you'll feel a little bit differently. If you'd like to check out our videos, you can go to businessandbourbon.tv. That's businessandbourbon.tv. In addition to that, we're currently touring the United States with our Business and Bourbon Live show. It's a fantastic show where we do a whiskey education and we do some Q&A and it's a great networking event as well. So if you'd like to attend one of our Business and Bourbon Live events, you can go to businessandbourbon.live. Again, that's businessandbourbon.live. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you the next time.